The Lord hath given me the tongue of the learned, that I should know how to speak a word in season to him that is weary. Isaiah chapter 50, verse 4. You are about to hear the encouraging word with Bishop E.A.T. Saki. Thank you for everyone that is in this service. I pray that your word will rule and reign in every heart. Show us your way and teach us your path. Be glorified in the message that we are sharing today. And let your name be established in every life. We give you thanks and praise in Jesus' name. And everybody shouted your loudest, Amen. You may be seated. You may be seated. All right. Well, it's a blessing to be here. Somebody say amen. And um, it's, it's a bit strange and odd that I'm preaching on my own, uh, on, on my baby. Normally I should relax and then somebody else preaches, but somehow I have to preach. Hallelujah. I see my wife walking outside. Please let them, everyone should come inside. Mr. Danzo, please let everybody outside come in and sit down because this is just 15, 20 minute sermon and then we'll be done. Please, everybody should come inside and settle down so that I can continue preaching. Wang, please let everybody come in. Okay. Well, I want to thank God especially for his mercy and goodness towards me. Because um, not everybody sees many birthdays. I've seen so many birthdays. I was born in 19. Mind your own business. What a shock. <laughs> Are you still here? I've seen several birthdays in my life. And for this, I want to say thank you to the Lord for his kindness and generosity. I've had many situations I've, you see, uh, somebody sang the song, Andrew Christ sang the song. I've been through many, I've been to many places, I've seen many faces. I've seen, been to mountains and valleys. But through it all, through it all, God has been gracious to us. Can I have an amen? Um, look, call everybody outside that they should come in, come in and settle down, please. Very important. All right. Apart from those sitting, those doing the fire, everybody else should be inside. Pastor Ken, is anybody else outside? All right. So this is um, how far the Lord has brought us. So I came to Jaws, like I told you, in July, the second Sunday of July, we started officially the church, July 2022. So for us sitting here, in this service, we see clearly grace of God. I think this is this is tide of standing, so you can take it to the side. It's okay. Next time, the ushers will find a way of making it stronger, and it will not fall. All this is called teething problems. You know, when a child is growing, and uh, sometimes the teeth is growing, you see that has various things that uh, the child cries a lot because the teeth is growing. Okay, all right, beautiful. So, um, it's a blessing and a privilege that God has kept us over these six, seven months. We came here on the 31st of December, entered 2022, in 2023, in this facility. So, throughout January, we have been meeting here, and uh, we are grateful to God. Since I came to Jaws, God has blessed me with very, very, very wonderful people. One of the very wonderful friends I have. I play golf. And, um, well, I have a, I used to go to golf course until I met somebody who became, become a very dear friend to me. When I went to Ghana in December, in January, I miss him so much. And uh, we become such good friends. We play golf all the time. And I'm happy to see my wonderful friend BS here. Please give him a wave, give me a wave. Yes, sir. Is uh, I'm happy to have such a wonderful close friend in Nigeria. So we we'll go to Ghana also to introduce to all my friends there. What a blessing! Thank you, sir, for coming. And other golf. I don't know whether any of the golf friends are also here. 
Ah, okay. Yeah, yes, yes, yes. Beautiful. Good to see you, sir. I was wondering whether you are around. God bless you, sir. Any, any of them as well? Okay. Fantastic. Thank you so much. And um, I met um, Mr. Akofo. He's a pastor. He was my senior in secondary school. I was driving one day when I just parked my car. I was buying, uh, what was I buying? Something on the roadside. And I saw him and said, hey, senior, please say, can you stand and give us a wave? He's a pastor with deeper life, I believe. What a blessing. And he's also come to visit us. And then my other neighbor, who is also a senior citizen, originally from Ghana, but he lived here so long that he's now a Nigerian, a Josite. Please say, why don't you give the church a wave as well? Thank you so much. Oh, are you waving to them? Beautiful. And then also, um, I have Mama Rose. She works with the uh, radio. Yes, the most popular radio station in Nigeria. He heard, she heard me preaching somewhere. And she said, by all means, I should come and preach on the radio. So she invited me to go and preach on the radio. Marius, please, thank you for coming. She came with her sister as well. My God bless you so much. So much. So we'll be hearing us on the radio every day. I thought you would say amen. And then several, a number of you also, maybe I can't see you from where I am, but I want to appreciate you for making the time to come and celebrate with us. I need my wife to come and sit here. I don't know what's happening outside. Pastor Ken. All right. Beautiful. So for a few minutes, I'm going to be sharing with you. Now, this is a very serious or difficult moment, if you like, or season in um, this world. A couple of years down, a couple of years ago, we had this pandemic that killed so many people. So many people were um, died through this pandemic. And after two years, we, we assume, we all thought that this pandemic is over and we are starting a fresh season. Then, before you realize, Russia has attacked Ukraine. And it's at the effect of the war has affected the whole world. And the crisis, the economic crisis, and all that, part of the effect of the war. Then, we, 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 we are praying, hoping that this thing also comes to an end. Then, a, couple, a few days, a week ago, we also heard about the um, earthquake. 30 seconds earthquake. The earth shook for 30 seconds. And as of now, we have close to 30,000 people who have died. In fact, it's been said that this is the one single most um, devastating uh, happening in the world. It's, it's so pathetic as I sit behind the television watching and the numbers keep piling. It started, they said 400 and then 800, then 1,000, then 2,500. Then it kept on climbing, climbing. Early this morning, I saw 28,900 people die within a 30, 30 seconds of the air splitting. Now you ask yourself, what is happening in this world? Now for all of us sitting here, I want you to know that if we are alive today, it's by the grace of God. I thought somebody would shout, shout amen. The fact that we are alive today, it's not because we are taking so good care of ourselves. It's not because we take iron tablets or because you go to the gym or whatever. It's the grace of God that watches over our lives every day. Say amen, somebody. We are here by God's mercy and by God's grace. And so as we sit in church today, I want our hearts and our minds to be focused on God. Every day we live, it's by God's grace. Every day you get off your bed, you wake up, you go to bed and you wake up in the morning, it is by the grace of God. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. As I watched the television and I saw this, uh, the commentators on commenting on, the, on, the, on this 
um, earthquake. And they pulled a little baby. In fact, one little child was born um, in the rubble during the, during the earthquake. When the mother went down there and then she gave birth to the baby. And the mother died and the baby survived. Very pathetic. Another child was pulled down the rubble. A few months old. And the baby was crying. And next to the baby was a mother who was dead. And the CNN commentator said, the difference between life and death is only a few inches. The difference between life and death is what? Only a few inches. It is where the baby landed and where the mother landed. That was the distinction between life and death. The mother died because where she lay, the, 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 the rock fell on her. The baby survived because where she fell, that nothing fell on her. So we, you, we wonder, how much are we in control of life? Sometimes I see people in my short life, I've seen very arrogant people. We talk as if we own our own lives. We behave as if we own everything by ourselves. But I need to submit to you and I that we are here by the grace of God. Can I have a loud amen? We are alive by the grace of God. We are here not because we are so careful and we take good care of ourselves. Because all those who live there and live in those towers and and um, I, 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 I've been I've been so many many places. I passed through Turkey a, a couple of times, but I've traveled to several. I, I've traveled to several countries, maybe 35, 40 countries. I've seen all sorts of things happen. Now it could have happened. I've been in so many aircraft, so many planes. I could have died if it wasn't for the grace of God. So as we are sitting here, we need to have a humble heart and trust that it's God's mercy that keeps us every day. Somebody say amen. Are you still here? So today I'm talking to you about the great invitation. And look at a passage of scripture from Luke chapter 14. Luke chapter 14. And... Uh, Verse number 17. Luke 14, 17. It's on the screen. Okay. Now this is a passage that Jesus about concerning Jesus. Bible says that um, Jesus um, gave a parable of a man who organized a feast. And Bible says he sent his servant at supper time to say to them, that were bidden. Come, for all things are ready. Hallelujah. Come, for what? All things are ready. Tell your neighbor, all things are ready. I mean, shake him until he wakes up. Say, all things are ready. Hallelujah. Moses, Bible says that the man sent his servant and said, invite them to the supper and tell them, come. For all things are now ready. Now you see, one of the one of the most painful things is for somebody to prepare a feast or a meal for you. You promise you will come, and the, you see, making a meal is not a simple thing. You have to go to bookery market. You have to go and buy this there. You have to go and buy, go to a, a building material. Go to the vegetable market. You have to travel, go and buy so many things. Go and buy meat. Do all season the meat. Do all sorts of things and make the food. So when the person promises you come, the person doesn't come. You can be disappointed. Am I speaking the truth? You can. You feel so let down. Because he said he would come at five. And you waited and waited and waited. And he didn't show up. And you feel let down. Now the Bible said the man organized a, a party. And he said go and invite them to come. Tell them to come. For all things are ready. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Today in this service. God is inviting you. Can I have a loud amen? I said, God is inviting you. I said, God is inviting you. He said, all things are now ready. Amen. 
all things are not ready. One of the things as a husband I don't like at all is to wait for food. I don't like it. I'm a, normally a very nice person. But when it comes to waiting for food, I don't like it. I mean, sometimes I tell my wife that, I, I, I call my wife when I finish playing golf with my friend. I said, I'm on my way. I said, where are you? I'm far away at Lamingo. But I'll say, I'm almost at home. But my house with Lamingo is far. It takes about 15 minutes. But I tell her, I'm just a few minutes from home because I don't want to come and wait for food. I don't like it at all. I want when I come, the food is hot, hot, hot. What a shock. Are you still here? The food is ready. When I come and then the food is not ready and I feel I, I become jittery, I become uh, uneasy and all that and so on. But sometimes the process of cooking is very laborious. They go through a lot of steps, one step of cooking and preparing the meal. So one of the painful things also for my wife is when she when she's preparing the meal and I have not yet and then I, I, I'm so hungry that I'm going to eat some bread on there in the fridge. Some old bread. So the food that he has, if you prepared Ghana jollof, which is nicer than Nigeria jollof. I have the, I have the microphone, so I have the, I have the, I have the right to, <laughs> the right to vote. Are you still there? She's preparing what? Ghana, I, that one, I, 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 you don't have to argue. Ghana jollof is always better than Nigeria jollof. Nicer. Hey, 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 hey. I'm the bishop. Don't fight the bishop. When I say something, I say amen. Mr. Dia, Ghana Jolof Nigeria, which one is nicer? Mr. Mr. Dia. No, well, I fact, they know it. I... They know it's Ghana. Thank you. Well, God bless you, sir. God bless you. Yes, what do you think, please? We're not sure. We've not eaten the Ghana Jolof. <laughs> okay, I'll invite you for Ghana Jolof and then we'll, we'll see. Mr. Daniel, when you eat Ghana Jolof, you never eat Nigeria Jolof again. What a shock. My rose. Now, Bible is telling us here that the man said, all things are now ready. Amen. But now look at the responses. Quickly. The next verse. And they all, with one consent, began to make excuse. The first said unto him, I have bought a piece of ground and I must go I must need go and see it. I pray thee, have me excused. Then the next one, another said, I bought five oxen. I bought five yoke of oxen and I go to prove them. In other words, I bought five second hand cars and I'm going to prove them. Have me excused. And then the third one said, I have married a wife. I cannot come. Simple. So look at the three very clear excuses. One said what? I have, the first man said, I've done what? He said, I have bought a piece of ground. I bought a land at, um, what are the areas here? Yeah, Rantia, I bought a land at Rantia. I bought a, 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 an uncompleted house. I'm going to inspect it so I cannot come. The second one said, I'll bought some second hand cars to use as Uber. And then I play, I'll use as boats. So I, I'm going to test the cars. Have me excuse. And the third man said, I'm married. I can't come. As simple as that. So the man was totally disappointed. And then the Bible says, look at it. The Bible said the next verse. So the servant came and showed his Lord these things. Then the master of the house, being angry, said unto his servant, Go out quickly into the streets and the lanes of the city, and bring in hither, to, hither the poor, and the maimed, and the halt, and the blind. Right, let's go on. And the servant said, Lord, it is done as thou hast commanded. And yet there's room. Now listen to me, friends, as we wrap up the service. This is a very short message I'm sharing with you. The man had gone to every extent to prepare the meal. The man has done everything that he could. 
to get a servant to prepare a beautiful meal. Then he invited his colleagues. He invited his classmates. He invited his golf partners. He invited friends and he said, come, let's have a party together. But to his great disappointment, the Bible says that all of them began to make excuses. You see, I need for you to understand this Sunday morning as you sit in church that God has prepared a banquet for you. Shout your loudest amen. A banquet for your life. A banquet of salvation. A banquet of healing. A banquet of restoration. There's a banquet God has prepared for you. When God invites you, he doesn't invite you to pay. He invites you for a blessing. Read the Bible and see the word come. It appears so many times. God is always inviting us to come. Bible says in Isaiah, come, let us reason together. You know, when God calls you, there's a reason, there's a good reason for which God is calling you. When I was in school, I had a head teacher. He was a very wicked head teacher. I mean, I've not met a, a, a more wicked person like that in my life. He had a club that he used to beat us. The club was perhaps as thick as this thing. And this dog was used to beat um, the students. When maybe class five, class six, or maybe class, yeah, class five, class six. And the teacher would put a map of Africa on the blackboard. And then he would say, Hey, call somebody, say, Emmanuel, come, go and point to Malawi. Now, you, you, at this age, you know where Malawi is. You are, you are in university, you know where Malawi is on the map of Africa. Can you imagine classes? Go and point to Malawi. And when you go, you have to go straight. When you go and start to Malawi, are looking at Egypt, north. When Malawi is down, they are looking, where is Malawi? The teacher will tell you to use your head to hit the blackboard. Pull. Now, if you hit, don't hit it too hard, and then nobody has said, no, no, it's too soft. He will hold your head and hit it until the whole class will hear, cool. I said, huh? Wicked man. I was praying that one day I'll be a teacher to his children. <laughs> what a shock. I can't beat them, but I'll fill them up. I'll fill them up the rest of their lives. But I, I never had opportunity. And I got born again. What a shock. Are you still in church? Wicked man. He will use you, hit your head, boom, against the blackboard. And then when he's caning you, he asks you to bend. I don't know. Do you do that in Nigeria? Do that or used to do that in Nigeria? You go down like that, and the man will take his club. I mean, when he hits you one, you can see so students used to wear seven shots. Seven of them, so to be padded. And then you can't feel their thing. Now, when he hits you and the thing hits you, hits you very badly. And then you turn and look at him. He said, don't look at my face. If you look at my face, I have pity. Don't look at my face. That's what the headmaster, headmaster will say. So you have to keep looking. Hey, wicked man. I'm sure by now he's dead. He cannot live for long. He's too wicked to live for a long time. Wicked. But surprisingly, wicked people can live for a long time. Do you know that? Like Idi Amin and Boka, they can live for a long time. I don't know why God allows wicked people to live for a long time. If I was God, I'd kill them before they are 35. What a shock. I think I'd have died by now if God was killing everybody like that. Isn't it? But anyway, the man was a wicked. So when the man, when they say, Mr. His name was Mr. Oku, Mr. Oku says, Come, you know you are in trouble. But when he calls you, trouble for you. But bless God, when God calls you, there's a good reason why he's calling you. Lift your hand and shout, Amen. God has a good plan for your life. God has a good agenda for your life. He says, come, let us reason together, Auntie Mary. Let us reason together. Even if your sin be as red as crimson, it shall become white as wool. God always calls us to reason with us. You may be wrong. You may have done many, many, many mistakes. But God doesn't condemn us. He says, come, let's talk about the issue. Let's talk about the math. Let's talk about what is going on in your life. Somebody sitting in church today. I hear God saying, come, let's talk about your life. 
You don't like the way your life is going. You see all the loopholes and all the shortcomings. But God is saying, come for all things are ready. Let's talk about the issue. I see God changing your life, turning your life around and making your life matter. Lift your hand and shout, yes, somebody. Come on, shout, yes, somebody. Are you still here? You will not die and go to hell. Your life will not be destroyed. God, I hear God saying, come. 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 Hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. I said, hallelujah. Today is the day of salvation. If you hear his word, harden not your hearts. Hallelujah. God said, come. Let's reason. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about what is going on. Let's talk about the issues in life. Oh, I told you my mother, bless God for her. She's 86, 87 years old. My mother, very wonderful woman. Your mothers are angels. I didn't say fathers are devils. I said mothers are angels. Somebody say amen. My mother, I mean, we're three boys that um, she brought us up. Three I twins, I'm a twins, and I come up with twins, three boys. And you know how boys are naughty, troublesome, and all sorts of uh, truancy. We play a lot of truancy after school instead of going to going, going home, go and play football, and we run around and all that, all, so many things. But I remember a lot of times when we are going home, when my mother sees us. We know that, you know, if you're, if you're not a hard mother, strong mother, your children can be rebellious. So every mother might be strong. So your children will not be rebellious. Let every mother say amen. As we as are single mothers. So my mother will call, come, come. I mean, when we go home, come, come for your food. And we're always afraid that as you go for your food and he holds you, she holds you. Instead of coming home at 2 p.m., you're coming home at 5 p.m. because you want to play football. What a shock. And if your mother holds you, you are in trouble. But sometimes, she is so gracious as she's there preparing the meal. And then, uh, come, come for your food. Hey, you come. And we sit down, come. And then the plate is very close to her. her and we are afraid to pick this. Oh, no, don't worry. Come for your food. Come. And then when we come for oh, go eat it. You're happy. And we are saying, oh, God, thank you. Thank you. My mother has become kind. Then we go to bed. 4.30 a.m., then we hear, wake up, wake up, boys, wake up. And it comes with a, 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 a cane. There's a, a tree in our home. In the, in the tree, he would just pluck a branch. So wake up, boys. Where did you go yesterday? That you came home at five instead of two o'clock. Pop, pop, pop. Oh, it's so easy at all. I say, hey, this woman that we thought she's very kind. One day, three of us, we decided that we'll cut down the tree. In the house because we are suffering from the branch of the tree too much every day so we went and take our glasses we started cutting the tree it wasn't cutting she had gone to she had gone that when she came and found us cutting the tree more beating what a shock it was so easy but you see i bless god that without that that discipline and training perhaps i would have been wayward and rebellious and stubborn so although it was difficult, I thank God for the life of my mother. Somebody shout amen. I thank God. I thank God. But you see, God also disciplined. God corrects us. But more importantly, God's, God's agenda is to save us from destruction and from hell. Shout amen. You will not go to hell. Lift your, lift your right and say, I will not go to hell. By the grace of, say, by the grace of God, I will not go to hell. Listen, there are some young men listen to me here. You see how your life has been. Is that Dale? Dale, good to see you. You see how your life has been. You have started smoking at the age of 16. You have started drinking and all that. But today, God said, come. Let's talk. Let me deliver you from the grapes of hell and from damnation. Come on, shout amen. Your life will not be destroyed. Some of you have fallen to bad company. People have taken you. You are beginning to learn how to smoke, how to how to waste your life. But today you came to church because God has a better plan and agenda for your life. I thought you shout your loudest, Amen. 
are you still in church? I said, are you still in church? Oh, I know, I know. The devil has an agenda, but God also has an agenda. God's agenda is better than the devil's agenda. What a word. What a word. What a word. Are you still here? I said, are you still here? I always remember when I was in secondary school. There was a boy, and I've told this story over and over again as I wrap up the service. You know, I wanted to serve God so badly. I wanted to serve God so badly. And I gave, my mother gave me a Bible when I was going to school. She said, my son, you come from a poor home. As you go to school, take this book. It will be a lamp to your feet and a light to your path. She didn't give me money. She didn't give me much, many things, but she gave me a Bible. My mother gave me a Bible. And I bless God for that. Now, when I went to school, I stopped to God. I started working with God and, and going to scripture and all these things. I had a very good friend. We all serving God together, going to scripture union, going to church and all that. Until a time came when my friend called Frank. He was not interested in church anymore. Frank told me, oh, forget about church. Forget about all this. I am not interested again. Frank was no more, no more interested. Frank was as young as some of you sitting in church. Some of you are here. It's a taking a lot of pressure for you to come to church. But I hear God saying, come. Today is your day of salvation. When you hear his word, harden not your hearts. Because when you harden your heart, you, will going to, you are going to rebel against him. My friend, Frank, said he was so interested in going to church again. He will not say, he will not, all this is just rubbish. Rubbish. So he walked away from church and began to move with other people. He began to learn how to smoke weed. I smoked weed before. Thank God for deliverance. Say amen. He said, smoke this up. So if you want to start smoking, remember, you are coughing. <laughs> but it didn't stop. What a shock. Now, he starts smoking and doing all sorts of things and messing up his life. Going to nightclubs and having fun. But I stuck to God. And I went to school and I completed. I went to another secondary school, completed. I didn't see my friend Frank for many years. Until one day. One, one Monday morning. I'd finished school. I, 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 I was going to work Monday morning. I was working as a lawyer. I was going to court. When I saw this madman come to attack me. Early Monday morning, around the court building, he came looking fierce and scary. Mama Helena, nice to see you. Now, as this boy was, as this madman, looking terrible, flies surrounding him, and then it is port ring coming towards me. I began to get alarmed. So I looked on and I, the boy stretched his hand to ask me for money. I was quite disturbed and afraid. So I put my hand in my pocket and found some money, stretched my hand to give to the gentleman. When I stretched my hand, this madman looked at me in the eyes and I looked at him in the face. To my surprise, that was my best friend, Frank. I said, Frank, I looked at him in the eyes. And when Frank looked at me, to my greatest surprise, he recognized me. He said, E.A.T. Saki. Now look at it. We sat in the same class. We used to play the keyboard in church. We were taught by the same teacher. This was his bed. This was my bed. We were so close until he walked away from God. Can I tell you something? No matter the challenges of life, never walk away from God. Somebody shout amen. Don't let anything take you away from God. Stop the, all this Yahoo Yahoo and all this listeners. It will just destroy your life. May you come to God and let God save you completely. Shout amen, somebody. So this, my friend, when I said Frank, he also said, E.A.T. Saki. So he stood and I stood here. I put my hand in my pocket, gave him extra money and gave it to him. Now when I turned around and I looked and I saw how he was eating from the gutters, at least Monday morning, with all the I mean, things that people do in the gutters, he was just speaking things and putting them in his mouth. 
I realized that the devil is a very bad devil. My friend, as you sit in church here, there's a devil out there. He wants to take hold of your life and destroy it. But the devil is a liar. May God arrest you and may God save you completely from every plan and every manipulation of the enemy. Somebody shout your loudest amen. Today in this service, I don't know what you have seen. I don't know what you, but the Bible says that Christ God said, come. All things are ready. Salvation, healing, restoration, forgiveness, it is ready. Jesus died for your sin. He paid the price for your penalty. You should have died and gone to hell. But he said, no, no, no. I love you too much to let you be destroyed. I said, amen. Are you still in church? How many of you are hearing me? Better tie with me. Is there anything you've done that you feel bad about? Do you have any, have you made any wrong decisions in your life? And all of us sitting here, we are at places and certain points of in our lives where we are not happy with the way our life has been. But God will turn your life around. I said, God will turn your life around. You are not here by chance. Maybe somebody invited. Someone said, let's come and let's go. But I'm saying that you're not here accidentally. God designed that today, the 12th of February, my birthday, you will come and hear this message so that you'll be saved and completely delivered. I thought you would shout amen. All things are ready. But unfortunately, the Buddha invited, they said they will not come. That's what they said. We will not come. Excuse. Let's go to church. I won't go. I'm tired. I'm watching Monday morning or Sunday morning. I also have excuses. Then Jesus said, the parable, he said that go out there and invite the poor people. Do you know why rich people don't serve God? A lot. I've, I've, I've been a pastor for almost 40 years. I'll tell you, a lot of rich people don't serve God because they think they have everything. I'm telling you, rich people Prosper people, they don't serve God. They don't have time for God. They feel they are too busy. They feel they are too rich. They feel we don't need God in our lives. We push God out of our lives like an unwanted stepchild. I don't need God. I have everything. But I want to tell you that money is not everything. God is everything. One day your money will finish and you will need God. One day you will see that this God is the one that you need, not money. Money cannot buy everything. Am I preaching to anybody here? Money cannot buy everything. I met a, a rich man. He was wearing a watch. He told me, the watch I'm wearing costs $60,000. The watch. The watch he was wearing. Me, I was, at that time, I was wearing a watch that cost about uh, 20000 naira. His watch was $60,000. Times even 70. Can you imagine? 35 million or so. Naira. That's the watch he was wearing. The watch can buy you a house and buy a car as well. And then uh, wear the car for one year. That's the watch he was wearing. But he told me, Bishop, I've tried three times to kill myself. To commit suicide. Because his wife has left him. And so many issues in his life. He said, I've tried three times. With all the money he had. He had tried to kill himself. I met a gentleman. And his wife. In Switzerland. This man was working for. United Nations. He was being paid in dollars. They live. I went to their home. They live in a very plush area. In Geneva, Switzerland, the home of wealth. His wife came to church. I preached to her. Then the following day, her husband, he she and her husband came to church. We are having a convention. I prayed for them and so on. Now I could see that her man was sitting at the back as the service was going on. He had a squeezed face. His face was squeezed, twisted, twatted, contorted. What a shock. And he was sitting there not interested at all in what was going on. After the service, we shared the grace and we all went home. Then I left Switzerland and I went to England. I was in England 
for a few days. One, just about a week after that meeting in Switzerland. I got a call from a pastor in, in Switzerland. He said, Bishop, where are you? I said, I'm here at 3 a.m. I'm, I'm not a wizard. I'll be asleep at 3 a.m. What will I be doing at 3 a.m.? He said, wake up, wake up. I said, what's going on? And you know, he said that, do you remember the lady, that beautiful lady, you know, she was in her mid-50s, I think, at the time. I said, I remember very well. He had four children. Very lovely lady. So she said, the person told me, she's dead. I said, what? I met her just a, a couple of days, just a week ago. I met her at the meeting. I prayed and all for her and all of what happened to her. And he told me that the lady went for a Bible study in a friend's home. On the way back, she took the train, got to the train station, got off the train. The husband met her. And then as they walked like from here to the junction, that was their home. As they walked down the alley, the husband pulled out a knife from inside his pocket. Draw the knife through the wife's stomach. Cut her and cut her until all the intestines got down. Married with four children. Killed a woman in cold blood. Murdered his wife. I said, what? So where is the man? My pastor told me. He said, after he murdered, he killed the wife, carried the wife and put a cardigan on the wife and put her behind the garden. He went to the train station, waited for the first train. And as the train was coming, he jumped in front of the train. And the train also matched him. I went back to the country. I saw the woman's body. But the doctor said, you cannot see the, the, the leftover of the man. Because they had to use shovel to collect what was left of him. There was a man who had a good job. And dollars. You go to his home. Mercedes Benz. Two types. You see a, 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 a Range Rover. Every type of car you want. You can imagine. The best of the cars was there. The man travels by first class. In the aeroplane. First class. I mean wealthy. He could eat anything he wants to eat. He would drink anything he wants to drink. But he was a depressed man. His life was full of depression. He was not a happy man. Can I tell you something? I believe God will prosper you, but money cannot make you happy. Only God can make you happy. Somebody should shout amen. You can have money and the money will rather become a pain to you. Yeah, some of you are broke, so you can't understand what I'm saying. What a shock. Are you still there? I said, are you still here? In spite of all the money the man had, he was discontented. He was unhappy. The children used to tell me, Bishop, our father used to say, we thought it was a joke. So one day, I will kill all of you and kill myself. They always thought it was a joke until it happened to their mother. The man was buried next to his wife. But I'm saying to you, that in spite of what the man had, he didn't have God. Can I tell you something? Life without God is a losing game. Life without God is a word. Life without God is a word. You lose if you push God out of your life. It's just a matter of time. You discover that you cannot live without God. Today, in this service, all things are ready. All things are ready. I'm not one inviting you. Call great invitation because Jesus Himself is inviting you. All things are ready. Your salvation, your peace, your joy, your love, your eternal life. All things are ready. Stand to your feet, everybody. Clap your hands for the Lord. All things are ready. Those who were invited didn't come. But they found poor people. They found, listen, as I've been in Joss, I've seen people who don't respond when you invite them. But I've seen others. So it doesn't matter. I'll come. I'll come. I'm nobody. I want to tell you this, this, after this morning as you all stand on our feet. Today, I don't know what has troubled your heart or your mind. 
I don't know the issues of you. I don't know what it is that gives you sleepless nights. I don't know what it is that, that agitates you, makes you restless. I don't know what it is that depresses you. But today, I hear the message saying, come, for all things are ready. Hallelujah. Close your eyes with me. Everybody close your eyes with me. Wherever you are standing. Thank you, Jesus. wherever you are standing today. Please. Some of you are standing here this Sunday morning. You know you are far away from God. God is holy. We are sinful. But the sin says come. Come. Come as you are. You are, sure, you are not sure you are born again. You are not sure your name is written in the book of life. You are not sure. You are not sure. Of life after death, this moment, when he said, Bishop, pray for me. I need Jesus in my life. Today, I want to respond to this great invitation. Today, I want Jesus to come into my heart and make me his child. Today, as young as I am, as old as I am, I feel far from God, but I'm coming to Jesus. If you're here right now, you need Jesus in your life. You want to be born again. Lift up your right hand and I shall pray with you. God bless you. God bless you. Lift it higher. Let it go higher than your head. I see so many hands. Don't be chattered, your friend. You are the one I'm talking to right there. Right there at the back, right there. You, I want to pray for you. Just hold on, hold on a minute. You are, you, are, you are right there. You want to say, today, I need Jesus in my life. Today, I want to be born again. Lift up your right hand. I really want you to come. Come to him. Come to him. Let him take control of your life. Let him be your Lord and Savior. I see so many hands. Let it go higher than your head. Lift your hand higher than your head. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Father, thank you for these hands. I pray that today you take control of their lives. Now, if I lift your right hand up high, I'll ask you to come to me in the front here. Just come from your chair. Just walk all the way to the front. From the back everywhere. Just come. Come all the way. I want to pray for you especially. Come. Just come. Come quickly. Now, let's check the song. Come quickly. 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 I'm waiting for you. From the, the side. Keep coming, I'm waiting for you. Do I? 
close your eyes with me I want to give a final invitation there are some people in this service today you have not taken God seriously as you ought to you want to say Bishop pray for me from today I want to take God seriously if you are in that, that group lift your hand up and let me pray for you you want to say from today I want to take God seriously I want to go all the way with God Lift your right hand. Let me pray for you. Thank you, Father, for this hand. Just come and join them in front here. Just come. Oh, you are just come to the front quickly. Just come. Come all the way. Just come all the way. I'm waiting for you. I'm waiting for you. Just come. Now let's all say this prayer together. Everyone, the whole church, close your eyes with me and let's all say this prayer. Say with me, the whole church. Say, Heavenly Father, this Sunday morning, I give my heart to you. I receive Jesus as my Lord and my Savior. Forgive me for all my sins. Wash away my sins. Make me your child. I will save you. I will follow you. I will walk with you the rest of my life. Today is my day of salvation. Jesus, I promise, I promise to follow you. I promise to walk with you. I promise to save you the rest of my life. From today, I belong to you. From today, my life belongs to you. Jesus, Help me to save you the rest of my days. Thank you, Father, for hearing my prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. Clap your hands for the Lord. Now, I want to thank God for all of you in front here. Um, I think, what's happening? Where are they going? All right. We want to quickly... Um, write your name down so there's a room here if you can all just quickly move here we'll take your details for a minute you follow my wife is going to follow her right there and then she would you come back quickly please clap for them as they go or oh, go ahead and clap for them hallelujah i said hallelujah you may be seated in the presence of the lord Wow. Are you blessed you came to church? I can't hear you. Are you blessed you came to church? I'm truly excited that God made it possible for us to be here this today, this Sunday. And I believe that it's a good day for you. Amen. With all the things happening in the world, God will keep you by his mercy. God will keep you by his grace. God will keep you by his goodness and a kindness. Say amen. All right. I want to receive our tithes or offering now.